0: We are six women. We are wordsmiths.
1: We are magic.
2: We are curious. We are contradictions. We are
0: wanderers.
2: We are people
3: of many names.
2: We are mind trekkers and story weavers.
3: We are adventurous spirits. We continue
2: to grow. We've been baptized in the font of dream and memory. We are
4: partly truth and partly fiction. I am Gail. I am Joanne.
3: I am Margie. I am Katie. I am Marion.
0: I am Mary. We are the Mystic Order of East Alabama Fiction Writers.
4: Hello. Welcome to the Mystic Order podcast. We have a great podcast today full of advice from wise mystics. So hang in there because you're going to learn so much stuff. I am Mary, the nebulous mystic, and let's go
2: around and see who else is here. I am Joanne, the mystic defender. Retired. Retired. Well, recovering. I like to say that I'm a recovering <laughs> attorney, not a retired <laughs> attorney. I don't think I'll ever retire.
3: <laughs> I'm Margie, the mystic illuminator. I'm Katie, the mystic oracle.
0: And I'm Gail, the queen, and I'm not retiring from the queenship, uh, but I am retired. You never retire from the queenship. You know no. how you become queen no longer, the yeah. same way
2: Elizabeth did. Yeah,
0: that worries me. <laughs> we shall not, we that shall not me. discuss. <laughs> In my will, I'm going to hand over the reins of the mystics, but I'm not telling Ooh, who gets it.
2: I would love the, to be at that, the reading of that will.
4: <laughs> We're missing mystic Marion today, and I hate that because Marion has a lot of strong opinions and, and about advice. what people should do and she has a lot oh, yes. of advice. So we may just have to have let her have her own. And you've got on your Marion earrings, don't you? I wore some earrings that Marion gave me and she gave all of us <laughs> some really lovely I love those. spooky earrings.
2: I went to put Mary's on, I think I put them in the dog bowl, because that's what I was doing the last before I left. I'm not having a mystic day.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Earrings in the dog bowl. All right, so before we get started on our advice, let's just take a minute to see who had
1: a mystic week. Oh, Katie takes the mic. Yes. Well, I'll keep it short, but I was able to see the annular eclipse last week in New Mexico under the actual line of of totality and it was amazing and this cool cowboy came up and joined us so it was a really mystical moment and a a fabulous experience and there will be another eclipse in 2024 that if you if you can't get in this line of totality then you can still see it from here in alabama so be looking out for the april i think it's the 8th
4: there's one coming a lot sooner than that um next year that's yeah, what i April said 20, next year oh, next yes, year next is 20 year. 2024 yeah. yeah i think so oh
0: my Thanks god
2: i'm so <laughs> glad you know what <laughs> mary's the youngest mystical.
0: mystic <laughs> However, (laughs) let me say this. She's joined the group. Uh Uh, We used to to call her our young teenage mystic, but that's not happening
2: anymore. (laughs) No. Mystics are because we travel through the universe and through time, (laughs) we are rarely (laughs) oriented to time and place. Right. Right. (laughs) Wow,
4: I was thinking it was like the 2017 eclipse all over again. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this, though. I I watched it from, you know, Georgia, and we did pinhole projections. and all that good stuff, and used glasses, and it looked like Pac-Man's. But you were in the path of totality, so you mm-hmm. got to see it perfectly centered, and you got to see the ring. Mm-hmm. Did it darken up
1: there? It darkened some, but what was more obvious was the temperature drop. Really? And then there were birds all around us, um, just you know, various r- regular species, and they all did settle down Mm -hmm. and get quieter. They didn't actually go to roost as they would in a full eclipse, but it was really, it was really amazing.
4: That is. Yeah. When I saw
0: the full eclipse, I was just stunned. Katie sent out some great pictures. Did y'all get them?
2: No. Yeah. I saw some on
4: Facebook. They were wonderful.
0: Well, I had a mystic week and it's totally different from the eclipse, but a classmate of mine recommended a grounding mat for health. And behind this thought is if you go barefooted outside and get grounded, you don't need the grounding mat. So it helps you with your arthritis and anything that's inflamed and your sleep patterns. Mm. So I've been using it all this Mystic Week. And maybe just due to the suggestion that it would help me, I am sleeping great. But I'm remembering my dreams and I haven't remembered my dreams in years. What exactly do you do with it? Well, it's like a mat. It's a very thin mat. And you plug it in to the grounding, the little round hole under the hot and neutral prongs. You know, there's a oh, little, yeah. you plug it in there. And you have to put it on your bare skin. Uh-huh. So a lot of times at night, I put it right over my knees while I'm watching TV. And if I fall asleep and don't turn it off, I just go into the deepest sleep. I thought you had to go stand outside. No, but <laughs> no, but you know, I remember when I was in college in the um, years, that there were a lot of people that walked barefoot back right. then, and they were all from Montgomery, Alabama, and there was this doctor that had <laughs> birthed them. Back then you just had one doctor. He was your heart doctor, your brain doctor, your nose doctor, whatever. Yeah. But he, the kids that he birthed and then raised through his practice all were barefoot. And I'd see him and I'd go, are you from Montgomery? Yes, I'm Dr. So-and-so's patient. Well, you know, I may I be old,
4: barefoot. but I still go barefooted a lot. I still go yeah, and I do.
0: Outside. Yes. Outside, it yeah. has to be outside. Outside on the ground
4: all the time. In fact, when Joe met me, one of the things he was most startled about is that I would walk around barefooted in Harvard Square. He just had never seen somebody that would go barefooted <laughs> in public. And that I, Was
0: it wintertime?
4: I, we, he was also startled that I would walk barefooted in the snow outside. I have just always preferred to go barefooted if possible.
0: And I walk
2: barefoot every morning when I take Quipper out for her morning constitution. I never put shoes on. Yeah, I just, yeah. We're
4: so grounded.
2: That, yeah.
0: Three of us anyway.
2: Are y'all, are you too grounded? I'm not grounded.
1: Are you grounded?
0: <laughs> the other thing she recommended is red lights, so we'll just see how much that is on Amazon. Depends on whether you Do put it outside. Do we have red lights. Don't put it at your door.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
3: then you'll be uh, grounded. busted. <laughs>
0: grounded for sure.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, I had a Mystic week. Oh, good. Let's hear it. Because I had uh, an art show again at Opelika Art House wow, my with my sister, Siri Andre. Donna Young and Bernice Fishman, and it was great. We had a great oh. time, and it was wonderful uh, to be with my sister. So uh, we had well, a good, good time. To, that's cool. You can do this family thing,
4: both be artists and show your art. I know. Okay. How about how about good books?
3: Anybody read any good books that they want to share? Let's, Marky, go ahead. Well, I have recently read and am now reading two Stephen King books. Oh. One was Holly, which... Has a lot of trigger warnings, so you know if you're squeamish, don't read it. And the one I'm reading right now is Fairy Tale, which is great. I'm um, really tales. enjoying it. And also, I read Wayward W e y W a r d by Emily E m i l i a Hart, and that one's great. I recommended that to Marion. And I thought she would love that. And I don't know if she's read it yet. What's the name of it? Wayward. W E Y W A R D. But the Stephen King does not disappoint. What's the second Stephen King book? You said Fairy tale. Fairy tale.
4: I have not read Stephen King since I was little, um, except for On Writing, which I read frequently because he's my BFF whenever I read it. Mm -hmm. He's
3: such a good writer. He is a good writer. Holly is, is Holly Gibney, if you ever read any other books that she's in. But it, it doesn't disappoint, but okay. it is
0: gruesome. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. He's Be got, warned. Yeah, well, he's,
2: got his, he's got his...
0: I'm reading his The Sentence by Louise Erdrich, who's one of my favorite. This was a quote from one of her... Well, off of Amazon. In this New York Times bestselling Pulitzer Prize National Book Award winning author Louise Erdrich creates a wickedly funny ghost story, a tale of passion of a complex marriage and of a woman's relentless eras. I'm almost finished. I have another chapter left, but uh, it is funny, but it's also the setting is Minneapolis, Minnesota during the time of uh, unfortunate riots and, and mm, a murder. Interesting. Then... Last week, I read a lightweight book, which I recommend highly. I give it five stars. It's called Penelope and Retrograde, and it's a debut novel by Brooks Abrams, and it's more than a beach book, but it's not a very heavy read, but it is hilarious. So if you need something to break up the, the serious reading, it's Penelope and Retrograde. Retrograde. Retrograde.
4: Okay, the first time you said retrograde, and I thought, is that a play I on a word?
0: Because <laughs> 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 oh, it can yeah,
2: work. It's right. it's a perfect. Thing so, well, I'm it. gonna I'll
4: second write. the sentence. I loved it, and then I just finished the last report on miracles at Little No Horse. That's which is fabulous. Also, by oh, yeah. and that's Bergeridge. fabulous. And, it. Uh, it, if that you, one. I, I was not crazy about the title. It almost put me off because it was like, I can't figure out the title. So how can I ever figure out the book? But it's so good, and. Uh, If you like just a good story with a lot of just
0: really rich characters, it's great. My favorite though, was the Master Butcher's Singing Club, a top favorite of her books. Well, I will definitely read it because I have loved those two.
2: And on that note, the book that I read was Pope Joan. And there's been a legend in the Catholic Church that there was a female pope back in the Dark Ages. Hmm. And this woman took that idea, Donna... Woolfolk, I love her middle name, Woolfolk Gross, took that idea, did a bunch of research on the Middle Ages and the Catholic Church during that time and developed the character Pope Joan. Mm. Very well done. Very, very well done. There is there is evidence. There isn't evidence. Heck, it was the Dark Ages. Who knew? The tale, and I'm not giving away anything, is that her sex was discovered when she gave birth during a papal procession.
0: I think somebody, somebody, it. Knew it. somebody
2: knew already. And somebody yelled... <laughs> a miracle.
0: <laughs> uh, Where's the I star?
2: I'm in the process of reading something because, you know, just finished a long walk called The Salt Path, which is a story that has won many awards. It's a first time author. Her name is Rainer, R-A-Y-N-O-R, Winn W-I-N-N. And without giving too much away, she and her husband, her husband is is at the beginning is diagnosed with a terminal disease. And because of a bad investment, they lose their home and their livelihood. Is it salt S-A-L-T? S-A-L-T path. And she decides that what they need is a 630-mile walk around Wales, which comes from, and it's called the, um, the coastal path. But she Is this fiction salt. or nonfiction? It is nonfiction. Ah. Uh-huh. And soon to be
3: a movie. What was the other one where the guy walked? You know what I'm talking about. The one where, where, where he walked to make oh, the woman oh, live? Oh,
2: the unlikely journey of yeah. Harold Fry. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was
2: a good one. Yeah.
0: There's a third one out to that series. Oh. And it's from the well, this point of view of the wife of Harold Fry.
2: Oh, yeah. It, it, no, it wasn't his wa- wife. It was... Uh, the woman he was walking he, to. That's number two. His w- woman was walking to. I haven't heard thir- the third one. Though. The third one is yeah, The Love the... Song of Queenie Hennessy is the second one. It's the only other one I know. And there's a third one. Yeah, the and wife it's... was somewhat of a, a shrew. Yes, but she
1: improved. Oh, good. Katie, what are you reading? So I am in the process of reading James McBride's latest book, which is... <gasps> The heaven and earth grocery store.
4: Me too, I'm about I halfway love through.
1: It. Oh, I love it and I love anything James McBride does. So it's basically the story of this Jewish community and also the black community and it's multicultural and multi-generational and it is so, what James McBride does I think that's so great is that he brings these perspectives from all kinds of different people and how they become a community. And that's what this to me is about. So I can highly recommend that and anything
0: he's written. Yeah,
4: very nice. Well, I'm enjoying my halfway through. So are we ready to give some advice?
0: I'm always ready to give advice. Okay.
4: Well, before we start giving our (laughs) advice, I'm going to ask each of our attending mystics to tell me what qualifies them to be in this position of
2: advice giving. Who would like to go first? I was going to say, I just gave it. I have 30 years as an attorney. Okay. <laughs> and they do call attorneys counselors. And so that, that's lots of times is what you do is you counsel. You listen to things and counsel them.
3: All right. I would say 40 years as a community college Teacher. Oh yes, I'm ah, into that. Probably better
2: than me, Margie.
1: <laughs> I would say 65 years of living. And oh. a lot of that being dealing with beloved family members and people like that.
2: So um, and I've, that learned, is I've
1: learned a lot.
2: From your community. <laughs> from my community, yes. <laughs> your community. And that is Katie's first life and second life, the 65 years. She's not that old. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay, what qualifies you to Well, advice? one thing I'd like to say about this group is mystics are born, not chosen. They keep suggesting that I chose them. <laughs> but mystics are born, In our group of six... Why wouldn't we be giving advice? <laughs> that's my question. Why not?
4: Did a crow come and sit at our window sills when we were born? <laughs> were we born with a call? Okay. I'm 100% unqualified to give anybody advice. I can barely run my life. But if I had any qualifications, it would just be that I am very much enjoying my journey on planet Earth. And, you know, that's, hope right. that's what do. I'm Mama? saying.
0: That's the best way to
4: give advice. <laughs> yeah. Mary, you're a mama. That's the I best way a to mama. give advice. <laughs> yeah. And Marion, she's just qualified to give advice. She was born a soul with lots of wisdom, and I really wish she, she was She can there. give advice. She got a lot from her mama, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like don't carry a glass casserole. You might drop it might cut you in the jugular.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do not drive down Fire Tower Road. You will be run over by a pulpwood truck. You never drive down Fire Tower Road.
4: And stay away from mayonnaise. <laughs> the death of your hips. <laughs> we love okay, you, down Carol. We love you. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So I will start with... We'll just jump right in and go with a question from one of our fans. All right?
0: Okay. Gail's got a question. One of our fans sheila hi sheila ask us this question i am in cologne i think she asked me this question so we know she was in cologne oh you know it (laughs) i ache all over from too much walking should it be scotch or vodka Mm. and my advice to sheila was call uber oh okay my Um, advice was both
1: can you mix them is it (laughs) well not at the risky to (laughs) mix your whiskey or something Sure you not, can. Not, I think it's whiskey and wine.
4: What color is Scotch? Is it a brown whiskey? It yes.
1: is a brown
2: whiskey and a white yes. and a white one. Mm. Is Scotch is it a whiskey? It is. whiskey? <laughs> no. It's a type. It's, it's a. It's Scotch. No, it is Scotch whiskey, and as opposed to bourbon whiskey. Oh. You're, ask the Catholic. And so. Because
0: <laughs> they're all heavy drunks. Because we all
2: know our alcohol. No, We're yeah. not afraid to say hello to each other in the liquor store. That's right. So, anyway. Unlike the Baptists. But my answer to Sheila would be. That uh, vodka is good for a toothache, and it also works wonders on other things. Yeah, until you just can't feel any pain at all. But whiskey is better to numb throat pain. It She's also, got foot pain. We, well, it's throat pain, but it also stimulates weight loss. So go God for the whiskey. Said, I would say both, and I think <laughs> obviously. Are you all suggesting pain,
0: our fan needs, <laughs> all, needs pain? <laughs> <laughs> all pain? <laughs> sure, all Don't pain say that be gone. personally. <laughs> Sheila, obviously one of our mystics was partaking of the whiskey before she got here. <laughs> She's lost her sense of manners at this point. Margie, what advice do
3: you have for Sheila? I would say neither go get a really good bottle of rosé. You're in France. Enjoy. True. Old world wine. And drink the whole bottle.
4: Well, I have, what I suggest to Sheila is you come on home and let's just, Give it a little taste test. We can get together and we can try some vodka and walk around the yard barefooted and see how we feel. (laughs) We're open
0: to hors d'oeuvres, too, if she wants to serve hors d'oeuvres. Then we can
4: have hors d'oeuvres and then we can have scotch and go walk around the yard. Because, you know, I'm I'm science-minded about these things. I think we should just test it out. So, yeah, I I say we check it out. Oh, but people do say, if you're not an Episcopalian or a Catholic... They say that they can't smell vodka on your breath. They say so. I think a lot of people that are walking around with these water bottles have vodka in them.
2: We <coughs> used to have this is before my time, and so I'm not going to give any names. But we used to have a district attorney many, 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 many years ago, who would keep a uh, bottle of Scope mm. in his box, but in in his desk. There in court. And every once in a while, of course, before he addressed the jury, he would have to rinse out his mouth. But no place to spit. spit. (laughs) Did he spit? So he swallowed it. And when he got they found out it was (laughs) cream de mint.
0: (laughs) Yum, yum. Is that illegal? Is that illegal? To be drinking in court? Not there's no law. Is a I misdemeanor? It. <laughs> is
2: it a misdemeanor? There is no. I'm sure that would be considered, though. Uh, you know, a a violate or what do they call it? I can't Ethics. Even think of my ethic. Not ethical. Uh, that would be. A is lot it of attorneys would be in trouble if or it something. was
0: ethical? You mean they all have creamed a myth? Now we know.
2: That, that is one reason why they took the drawers out of the desk that the, the attorneys. <laughs> and (laughs) And here they were worried about me riding around on a drunk horse
4: exactly (laughs) exactly okay well um let's see i'm gonna read a question this one is from somebody real close to me steve harrison he's given me a lot of good advice in the past so here's his question is eight a big number this one has long puzzled me oh i have an
0: answer okay well, but wait—you forgot to read the first question he had. Oh, I didn't need to read them in order, did I? Well, I answered them as if they were one question. Oh,
4: okay. Then I'll tell you what. Let me back up. I'll okay. read them because okay. I don't I want I to think confuse they are the one answers. Part of the
2: same question,
4: huh? If your boyfriend or girlfriend has your your name tattooed on his or her left butt cheek, should you be proud, aghast, terrified, or merely nonplussed?
0: Also, is eight a big number? (laughs) This one has long puzzled me. (laughs) Okay, well, I did uh, type out a little answer because this is a very complicated problem. Okay. And I wrote, I surmise from your letter that your paramour has the number eight tattooed on his or her posterior. Perhaps this is, in fact, the symbol for infinity. This is somewhat alarming in that infinity is the concept of something that is unlimited endless, and, without bounds. (laughs) Is this what you are looking for in a sexual partner? On the other hand, if it is simply the number eight, that is a number that comes blessed with positive energy, the power of transition, and possibly of infinite abundance. It also comes with the theme of self-discipline and should be seen as a sign of encouragement. Before carrying on any further with this paramoy more, this should be cleared up. Is it an eight or is it infinity?
4: But it said your name on the butt cheek... All right, I will tell what you. What if it's your name eight I times on the butt cheeks?
2: <laughs> and Steve and Steve is very handsome, very intelligent. He is just a sweetie. Well, he tried but to pick us up last night. He did, I can imagine. And Steve, eight names on your butt cheeks is way too many and I am surprised. <laughs> That you have butt cheeks that big to put eight names In on the there. Butt
0: <laughs> oh, I wish I had said that. <laughs> and my so, darling. eight's a big number. <laughs> my darling well, my dear. Well, uh, did we know any of the names on the butt cheek? I'm sure there's one. I, we know what
4: Y'all are misreading this. It said if your boyfriend or girlfriend has your name tattooed, should you be proud or
2: aghast? Oh, I think it's go, his isn't?
4: name tattooed on somebody else's butt but cheek. cheek. And eight other,
0: inf- seven oh, other names. Oh, maybe. And seven <laughs> other names. And that's what I was I worried about. I think it's the name with the infinity sign because uh. he's being careful. <laughs> No, I think it's the number of names. Uh, my you know darling. what? We okay. need Steve to clear, okay, I, I clear this
2: off. I up. thought they were two <laughs> different questions. I thought so
4: too, Katie. Now, How did you answer either of these questions? So
1: my, my first one was I think proud should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I mean, why not? Because you are there for eternity. Yep. So it does make sense, infinity, but that would be. And then I just thought, I wasn't quite sure I understood the eight question, but I think of it in a ranking thing. like one to ten. Mm-hmm. And I think eight's a high, you know, it's, it's right. that way. But um, but the, he may have had a whole different reason Well, you know, for that question.
4: eight beers is a lot of beers, true, right? Yeah. But, you know, grains of sugar is just not yeah. enough.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's what does relative, that mean? Isn't it? And Katie, eight. it is not there for enter- eternity. I had a case in which a man had his wife's name tattooed across his back. And when they departed ways, there was a lot of animosity there. Um, she eventually ran over him with a car. But <laughs>
0: yeah, I'd call that animosity. But
2: the the argument began when he was in the tattoo parlor, and I guess it was before the time that you could have it surgically removed. And so he was having a tattoo put over mm-hmm. the name. The tattoo was the Grim Reaper. Oh, nice. I love that story.
3: <laughs> oh, geez. I would just put it in my two cents words. Yeah. Um, yes, eight is a big number.
2: <laughs> okay. What? Words of wisdom. It's not from as
3: Marty. big as nine. Nine's big.
2: It's so,
4: big <laughs> the, as far as the whole thing about tattooing on your butt cheek, we've got to first address your philosophy and religion. Confucius is against tattooing, period.
0: Me it's, too. The human Confucius body is a and gift. the queen. Uh huh.
4: Uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam traditionally have been opposed to tattooing. Although oh, there, There's a lot, of, a lot of people out there with Jesus stuff tattooed You're on their bodies, oh so gosh, I'm not yes. sure how we're working some that henna,
0: out. Some henna in the, the tattoo. Yeah, well, Buddhism, Hinduism, they're all good with
4: tattooing. That, that works. So, you know, first of all, you want to make sure, you know, it doesn't cross any religious lines. But let's talk about the placement of that tattoo on the butt cheek, because that is important. And I know all about this because I Googled it. So you said a tattoo (laughs) on the right, on the right. No, it's the tattoo is on the left. And so tattoos on the left side of your body are close to your heart. And that's good. If the tattoo is on the right side of the body, that represents things that are temporary, even though tattoos are permanent. So I don't know how they come up with this kind of stuff. So that's. It's good that it's on the left if you want to be a permanent part of this person's life. Now, as far as it being on the butt cheek, according to a tattoo website, that's where we that's where we hold our emotions in our butt cheeks.
0: <laughs> I want to be
4: so much. I would to wiggle and walk. So, like, that's okay. And then, like, if it was on the toe. Well, the middle right toe, that's aggress- That's where we hold our aggression. So if you tattoo something on your middle right
2: toe, then that's not... My middle right toe is all bruised up right now. Aggressive. Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm, I have a question about... Holding your emotions in your butt cheek. What if, what if you have just like this enormous butt cheek?
1: You're very emotional. emotional. Very emotional. You're That's very right. emotional. And, and somebody who has in the beam, as my father used to call it. Yeah, I can
0: attest to that. I'm very
1: emotional.
4: And here's <laughs> something I thought was interesting about tattoos is they say that on the shoulder is where we carry our burdens, but a lot of people tattoo like, yeah, things yeah. on their shoulders that. I don't on their know. shoulders? Think about that. There's a lot of shoulder tattoos yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah.
2: What about ankle tattoos?
4: I'm going to have to do further research. They're Here's fraternity boys.
2: Well, and it may be because that's exactly where Michael got his tattoo. No, yeah, on his ankles. Ankles. Yeah,
0: if they have a rooster on their uh, ankle, they're a fraternity boy. Well, he wasn't, but he was acting like one. So.
4: And one more thing, I need to say about eight. I did look it up on numerology and found some of the, th- the things that Gail found. But also, if you look at somebody's Batox, it's kind of shaped like
1: a <laughs> You are very right about that. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> we've been helpful. Have we? I think we we've helped Steve him on a the great... show
2: next time and
1: let him <laughs> I explain. I, I think did. we've
0: helped him a great deal today. I think, I think I have. Too. Yeah. Probably Steve, our listeners. I
2: think you tell Steve, I think.
0: I interpreted his question properly. Yes, I I, I agree. (laughs) Also, I think we gave him some normalcy to his problem. Mm -hmm. There we go.
4: And also, if you've ever, if you're ever bored, look up tattoo errors. It's really funny. And ironically, the word "tattoo" is one of the most commonly misspelled words in our language. And then, of course, misspelled tattoos or
0: did Steve misspell tattoo? Let me look. I don't
3: think so. He can spell now. That man can spell. You know, a, a lot of that depends too on your butt. You know, some people, <laughs> some people do not have
0: very good butts. I mean, like flat butts. They uh-uh. have flat emotions, so they're yeah. unemotional. That's what I yeah. was going to say. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Well, y'all, if you catch Plus me staring at people's
0: butties, the less, cut the
1: less uh, padding you have. I don't know. Less.
4: I would think more padding. I would think, I think more padding some.
1: would help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. yes, what. Yeah, yes, that's absolutely. What I meant. Yeah. yeah.
4: I don't have any tattoos, but they say the ones close to the bone hurt the most. Well, I won't be finding that out.
1: Okay. Well, so likewise. that is a question. Can we ask everybody here? Does anybody
2: here have a tattoo? Absolutely not. I'm the queen. I don't. I do not. No. I have been tempted when Marion sp- doesn't. I'm <laughs> yes.
0: speaking for her.
2: Well, m- when we ran the um, marathon in Disney World, if my sister-in-law and I could have. Found a tattoo parlor that evening, (laughs) I would have Mickey Mouse somewhere on my body as we speak. Oh my God, aren't you glad
1: you didn't? Yes, yes. Was there
0: alcohol involved? No, Sheila needed to discuss scotch or vodka with you at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, there may have been a little (laughs) vodka involved. (laughs) Well, let's move on to our next question. Okay. Who's got a question?
4: I've got some, but I'll let somebody else take a turn. Katie's got some
2: questions. one from Bartholomew.
1: Yes. So our our very favorite pirate and um, fan, fan, and just this amazing person has sent one in. So Bartholomew, here is yours. Okay, Mystic Mothers, I have another. uh, I have another dilemma. My tween. Ten-year-old daughter. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the first question. Should She's I think, well, go ahead with that? I one. Then we'll go that. backwards. Okay. I don't go. think they build. Okay, so there'll be another one. Um, my ten-year-old daughter already knows everything. How do I nudge her towards the actual right, easier, better way to do things without losing my mind and making her blow her stack? Grandma, grandmama, my oracle of Delphi at Delphi has passed, so I need words of wisdom. Well,
0: I have some for her. All right, Gail. Okay. I'm going to read mine because I've thought about this and thought I better type it. I'm assuming, Ms. Smith, that you're Greek since your grandmother was Pythia, the Oracle of Delphi. Also, I don't think Smith is a Greek name. I think it's British. <laughs> Yet, this does not address your problem. All daughters in the fourth grade turn into shapeshifters. At times, they are the child that you've grown to love, and then with no warning, a harpy erupts to occupy the second bedroom. This could make your life miserable. At these unhappy times, you should withdraw to a warm, bubbly bath with a strong spirit of your choosing and speak with Sheila on that. This is a libation, not your next-door neighbor's husband. (laughs) Try to coast until the she-devil goes off to college. The queer thing is, the child witch was listening the entire time while casting chaos, this comes out later. I hope that you're alive and well enough to appreciate the totally decent person who is your daughter. Aww,
4: says Gail, who doesn't have what, a daughter, but right
3: <laughs> now those of us it that
2: have presumed. daughters, <laughs> go ahead, the daughter, the daughter owners. I have
4: three daughters, and here is what I say: I say perhaps consider that she is right. And let that sink in a moment. But I think kids are probably a lot righter than we think they are. And, I, I uh, agree with that. If we just stop giving them so much trouble. And I have some backing on this. Now, she's eight. Two years ago, I mean, she's, she's 10. ten. Two years ago, she was eight, our magic number of the day. And I want to read to you a quote from Dr. Michael Milobsky, who's a pediatrician in some big city and I don't know where. On Opalika. eight-year-old girls. No, this, this is national news, okay. so he's not from My Blocka, And 10 is not far from eight. He says eight-year-old girls are the highest form of humanity. And then here's oh. from his statement. Eight-year-old girls are magnanimous. They're sympathetic. They're emphatic. They're emotionally mature. They love to help. They love to give. They love to do for others. They're accepting of everybody. They're the ones who see the sign for the lost cat and want to go find it. They are just the best people. In my opinion, Congress should be all eight-year-old girls. (laughs) Honestly, the country would be a better place. I said what I said. And, you know, I work. I I have three daughters, two granddaughters, who one of them has passed. Well, she's. She's 10. She's almost 10. Sorry. She's past eight. She's, she's past
0: eight. She hasn't 10. passed on. She's and past eight. And I have eight.
4: worked with middle school children pretty much my whole life, and mm-hmm. I'm currently working with girls that age and boys, and I think most
3: of the time they're right and we're wrong. Let's hear from some of the other mamas of girls. Well, looking back on it, Mary, I kind of have to agree with you because... My daughter, as much as I thought she was wrong, now that we're both adults, or she's, <laughs> I think she was really right about her observations about me, although I would not hear it. Mm-hmm. But she does speak to me again. It started about age um, 21. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're great now. And then I have a beautiful granddaughter who's in her tw- early 20s too. And she's great. But granddaughters are different because they can do no wrong yeah they're perfect in every way at every age they are I agree <laughs> so I have two daughters,
1: and Bartholomew, I would say that patience because really not only letting her run her own path but also that this too will pass mm-hmm. and then you will love each other as much later as you do now, so I just it's being patient and getting through this period. Somebody told me once that. God made teenagers so we would let them go. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and yeah. I think because a lot to right that you, otherwise you keep them forever and you wouldn't let them leave. So I
2: think there's a lot to be said.
4: And if you that. just relinquish all control, then everything's so much easier.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. well, you know. And she says, "How do I nudge her towards the actual right, easier, better way to do things?" Yeah, I without think you should losing make... My mind, and I would say that unless it's something that will affect her for the rest of her life or a matter of life and death let her make her own choices mm-hmm. and her own mistakes i don't have daughters but i grew up with five sisters all younger than me and so and sometimes you have to do that but obviously if it is something that will affect her the rest of her life like a tattoo
0: or <laughs> her <laughs> manners
2: her well, manners well no let her make her own mistakes and when she gets when she gets uh, she's got to know
0: th- she's got to she know the outcome
2: by somebody else <laughs> other than mama
0: because she's been rude, then she will learn. But so she won't know she's being rude if you don't give them a broad outline. Well, I think you
2: still
1: have oh, to expose them, them sure, to other I ideas, do too. But I don't think you have to force them toward that. Exactly. That's the no. thing because exactly. you know, they're not... I mean, yeah, I think that it... If oh, they yeah, you set your been, expectations, but then you pick right. your battles.
0: My best suggestion came from a mother one day when I was so exasperated with not my daughter, my son. And she said... He's not through unfolding exactly, oh. and that exactly. is so true.
2: And she will have learned and manners n- by eight years of age. If you give gone. her,
0: if you give her your broad outline, you sure. don't have to stamp it on them, but just give them the broad outline. There's
1: this great story about <coughs> this child psychologist who happened to be in a grocery store, and he saw this woman walking around with a young her young daughter who was screaming throughout the store. And the woman kept going, saying, it's okay, Jennifer. It's okay, Jennifer. It's going to be okay, Jennifer. So he follows them through the store, and finally at the checkout counter, he stops and says, I just want to praise you for your great uh, compassion and, and your you know patience with this child, and, and and repeating that. And she said, oh, no, you don't understand I and Jennifer. <laughs> so, Bartholomew, let me just say that when you it's talk okay, about Jennifer. being exhausted and what, how do you – I think it's really important as you let this munchkin – go her own path, that you take care of yourself, too. Amen. Well, I think knowing that it's going to change
0: helps. Mm -hmm. Knowing that they will unfold Mm -hmm. helps. But, you know, someone told one of the teachers I worked with said I was going on about something that the kid had done, and she said, you will be surprised when you hear them. That they have listened to you yep. at some And point. they
1: will be, too. When you, you remember yeah. when you said, oh, my gosh, I sound just like my mother. Yeah.
0: That will happen. <laughs> it will. Yeah, but when you're going through it, it's hard. Yes. But well, we, we're, we're, we're here in spirit. If I was, I was yes. to do it all over yeah, again. I
2: Bartholome would be glad that you have an independent thinking daughter. Yes.
4: Yeah. The things that make them difficult children make them really good adults. And you'll you'll survive. And if I was going to go back and do it all over again, it was, oh, my gosh, it was so hard. But I would, I'd I'd do less. I would, like, I would give myself so many more breaks. And you just try to do everything and nothing can get done. At the second letter. Good luck. Send her to me for a while. I like little girls. At this
0: uh, second letter, I'm interested to hear what Mary has to say. About how tired she is. I'm exhausted.
4: Oh, I got that one
0: too. I got that one. I do too, but I know what your answer is. Do less. (laughs) Well, go ahead and read the letter first. Okay. Uh, This is from uh, Same Fan. And we don't mind spending a long time with our fan, do we? Because she 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 spends a long
2: time with us. She does. does. Thank you, Bartholomew.
0: I'm exhausted. What are some motive self-care, or drink recipes (laughs) that will pep me up? Keeping up with the kiddo the house and schlepping art is grinding me down. Who answered that? I know what Mary said.
4: Okay. Keep schlepping the art. Don't, don't forget you have a kiddo and let all the other stuff go. And <laughs> if you're exhausted, here's my thought. You're doing things you don't want to do. So just do the things you want to do. None of it matters anyway.
0: Are you exhausted from doing all the things you want to do?
4: Nope, I'm exhausted from doing the things I didn't want to do and don't want to do. I have, I can be, I can sit and look at my house and not feel like I can move a muscle to clean a bathroom. But then if somebody says, "Let's go kayaking," I'm like, "Boing," schlepping that kayak around, <laughs> throwing it on the car. I'll go horseback riding. Y'all should see me throw a Western saddle up on a horse. I'll groom that horse for 45 minutes. I. I think you should be doing what you want to do and let some of that other stuff go. It doesn't matter, I promise. It's never going to matter. That's my advice. I agree. And that goes back to your 8-year-old girl, your 10-year-old girl. My life changed when I realized that when I turned 12, everything went to hell. And it stayed hell until I got to be about 55 and realized, wait, I haven't been myself since I was 12 years old. I've been somebody else. And I've been raising all these children and pleasing all these people and saying yes and doing all this stuff and i think think about what i really loved to do as a child and when i do those things i have boundless energy so that's my advice
3: hang out with that girl and schlep your art yeah i've always been a fairly selfish person so i have <laughs> and she has so much energy you know it's right <laughs> and i and i and i have done what i wanted to do i mean not always but you know help yourself. You know, you've got to take care of yourself because nobody else will take care of you. I have a words
1: of wisdom from the man who helped me overcome some of my problems. And he always said, when I'd say, I feel selfish about something, he would say that's self full. You should be self full, not selfish. Think of yourself that way. The difference
2: between being childlike and childish. (laughs) And I think, yes, do the art and, you know your your house. Oh, your house will be there <laughs> later, and, and it gets dirty all over. But yeah, again and for go maybe you know go and spend some time doing fun things with your daughter
3: instead. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. and you
0: know dust will only build up so much, and then you can't tell. Of course, I don't agree sure. with any of this you at all. You get a dust blower this is just totally in your house. Wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know how I chose you people to be <laughs> mystics. because we, we were didn't. chosen. <laughs> but we I will read the correct letter. Shwah. <laughs> okay in the second letter miss smith you are so industrious the mystic queen is very tempted to come and live with you she has countless house cleaning ideas and hints (laughs) (laughs) perhaps this will be bartholomew (laughs) perhaps this will be my next book how many activities does your child attend? Here's some. Soccer, swimming, scouting, dance, martial arts, horseback riding, tennis, softball, golf, basketball, gymnastics, and art camp. My, the queen is tired from just reading this list. Two should be the max, and she can pick her two favorites. Teach the kid to cook. Buy the kid, uh, buy the kid a lightweight, battery-operated... <laughs> Vacuum cleaner. God, you're
4: gonna ruin this child. She'll be writing for advice. She, my mother made me
0: get me a vacuum cleaner for I my love birthday. My, I love mine. I love mine. I love mine. <laughs> but can I say this is what makes you happy? You love house cleaning. I do.
2: If you love loved horseback cleaner. riding, you'd be talking like me. But, all right, wait, I'm not hand. through with my list. Okay, letter. go ahead.
0: Um, pay a high schooler to overlook the homework. And perhaps go retrieve the child from school. Stay in your studio while all this is occurring. As for the art, yours is really quite good, and it should sell itself. Signed, a cleaner. (laughs) There we
4: go. (laughs) Did you like cleaning when you were little? I did. See? Because it
0: controlled my environment for me. See? And I couldn't study in college until I had everything perfect. And I've made myself not be perfect. In fact, I can remember... (laughs) One time, I was going to this big damn party with someone coming from out of town. So I cleaned my apartment. I even wiped the leaves on all the plants. Oh, my God! That's sick. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Damn. And when he got there, I said to him, "I just don't think I can go." You're too tired. Of I'm too tired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I had the best. But leaves. you know what?
0: It, that was kind of a wake up call for me. <laughs> about the guy or Our about house, your house no or. i really liked the guy and i was sorry i couldn't spend time to, <laughs> <laughs> well some people are selfishly painting and don't have time for
4: yeah. men and some people are selfishly fir- cleaning i want to just
0: say uh, to to bartholomew the very first thing i do in the morning is i get out my lightweight
2: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Help us, help us, Rabbit said. I go
0: walk barefooted in the yard. Lightweight vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Which brings us to our next question.
4: What is wrong with the people? Uh, Okay, we had a question from, Uh, let's see if I can find his name, because I really want to help this
0: person. You've made me cry, Bartholomew. (laughs) I could, George. I keep losing it on The green. Oh, I've got it. Okay. Yes. Would you read his question, please? I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm, crying. I'm crying. I can hardly see. Like, okay. Get her a she so she can wipe bills. the tears. It's tears. Gary Green, right? Uh-huh. Gary, yes. Why do people act <laughs> the way they do? <laughs> that is uh-huh. a deep question. That's an entire it is. series, I was gonna series say, of shows.
2: Obviously, Gary, it has something to do with psychosis as the queen has <laughs> <been> <laughs> <tried>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay,
0: we could go into nature versus I have, nurture and all kinds of things. Back a <laughs> little, back up a little bit. I have had people come over and after you know taking a tour of what I thought was the art in the house, they say to me, "Is your house like this all exactly. the time?" You need to meet
2: my sister Carol because hers is the only house as clean as as yours in my entire family. Why? Because Carol she married somebody who was a, a clean freak.
4: So they say that about my house too, but <laughs> it's because there's animals all over the place. <laughs> we used to when the kids were they little. We it's
2: the cleanest in the family. No, they say yeah. it's your house always like this. Well, and you know, and I thought about this talking about why do people act the way they do. You know, we grew up there were twelve of us, twelve children, within fifteen years, and so we lived in chaos and tired. And maybe Carol, being the middle child, yeah. Maybe she had to control her environment, because we right. sure heck didn't control it. makes it.
0: things better
2: for some people. It just makes things better. Well, it does, and I call it procrastinating.
0: When I'm supposed to do something else, I'll clean my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. I have, of course, written uh, an answer to Gary. You're asking the mystics to puzzle out the old argument, genes versus environment, nature versus nurture. Is this correct? Is this what you're asking, Mr. Green? Hmm. I actually think you are disappointed in someone or someones. This I can't address. Put these someones in your personal timeout chair. (laughs) Let the assigned person linger there until there is a light bulb moment. The shock of realizing one is in the timeout chair immediately puts them on their good behavior mode. It is at this point that you must make some more permanent decisions about their conduct. P.S. This can take up to five years, so be patient. And by the timeout chair, the queen does not mean an actual
2: chair, but the queen well, is... maybe a, she does. Uh, well, it may be, but you would have to tie them there, and that would not be appropriate, um, at least legally. Anyway, <laughs> but the queen is very good, as she said, at um, the art of silence. <laughs>
4: <And so laughs> we call that ghosting now. Just ghost them.
2: Ghost them. Is that it? Ghosting, mm-hmm. yeah. People ghosting. can't
0: stand to be put in a timeout chair. I've even had people call me because I hadn't heard from them in a long time, and I haven't called them, and they'll call and go, am I in the timeout chair? (laughs) I will go, do you need to be in the timeout chair? (laughs) That's right.
2: Mea culpa. Mea culpa. Who else has an answer? Well, and he asked, uh, and, you know, does, helps knowing what to say to them, and sometimes saying nothing to them is the best way to change behavior. So, you know, I guess it depends on uh, who these people are that he's saying don't act the way they do. And if it is somebody close to you, I would say just be blunt. Tell them that you didn't appreciate a word they said or you didn't appreciate an action they took. And sometimes honesty is the best policy.
1: I also think there's a lot to be said for if, if it is someone close and you really want to deal with this, to say, explain to me why. Exactly. Because I think so often they may not have even thought about that, but you know, it, it, and it takes a minute and that may take five years before they figure out why they did it. <laughs> Especially but, if you don't tell them. Right. But <laughs> I think, I think if you're going to approach them and say, you know, i i this is, I think it's perfectly appropriate to say I'm unhappy with what happened, but I think it's also appropriate to say, explain to me what you were thinking or why that was going on.
4: Hmm. I've interpreted his question on a grander scale. And so I did,
0: you, you know, mean it's like, like the legislature.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, huge groups of people that aren't behaving. So I did look up. You are talking about some the personality government. disorders. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's the schizoids. They just kind of are hard. They don't want to interact and they're indifferent to criticism. No, he's probably not talking about that. He might be talking about schizotypal. These people are delusional, they have poor s- social skills, and they, here's the thing about them, they almost sound interesting for a minute when you get to the part about, ooh, they believe in special powers, that's kind of cool, but then it turns out they have this rambling way of speaking, They're, they have misguided significance to everyday items, like they believe that maybe that a, a leader is saying something, but there's a hidden message under it. Which is like the QAnon people. If y'all hadn't delved oh, into QAnon, Do we
2: actually
0: take know a who Gary
4: Green is? No, but if he's into QAnon, he might be a schizotypal person. Um, but he may have been talking about, you know, I was looking like maybe he's talking about antisocial, maybe borderline, maybe histrionic. But then I hit on narcissistic, and I think that's what's wrong with people. I think we got a lot of narcissists. They think they're special, but deep down, they fear they're worthless. They are over-aggrandizing of their own achievements. They believe they are entitled. Oh, here's one that defines our entire economic system. They exploit others for their own gain. Yes. They lack empathy. They look down on others and feel deeply envious of people they feel are above them. And I think, I know it's really bad with the kids that social media is feeding into this Absolutely. narcissistic personality by always presenting these fake, you know, influencers and people always putting their grand life, like me. If you look on my social media feed, it looks like I do nothing but just have beautiful grandchildren and ride beautiful horses and hang out with my handsome husband and adorable dogs. But, you know, I'm not going to put the dirty grime of my life on social media or the problems. And so I I, I think what's wrong with people is that we're all living our fake lives. I don't know what to do about that. Anyway, I think we have some narcissism going on. I hope Gary understood that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Why would he not? (laughs) It was clear as a bell. All right. Anyway, I think a lot of times people feel isolated, no matter how, you know, surrounded by people. And it's just that the need to belong Yes, to anything, to anything and grasping for that. So I don't know, I guess it's just for people to have empathy for other people is the most important thing if you can and just say, well, that could be me.
4: So I was, this is a good time to tell a kind of a horrid moment in my life recently where I was run off the road aggressively and hostily three times in one night. Purposely. When I say run off the road, I mean they cut their car in front of me and turned. So I had to screech on my brakes and ended up in the median, threw their garbage on my car and then did it again and then acted like they were going to go along about their way and then did it a third time and then waited menacingly. Until other cars came before they let me out on the road, and it was because they, I think they thought I gave them a brake job, but I actually had to stop because there were uh, cars in front of me stopping at a stoplight. <laughs> so <laughs> it, I really, you know, after I got over the shock and the just fear is of this being terrorized, our mystic moment the ro-
0: time. I don't know. You this is about what's wrong would, with people. Yeah.
4: Oh, my overarching one I was left with was why would they do that? Why do they see? Me as a person, not as a human. You know what makes somebody Mm -hmm. driving a car see another car is something that they can feel such anger toward. I think Gary Green is asking that question, and it it's just real perplexing. And I I addressed it in a column, and I said we as adults have to model empathy better than we do. Adults will drive around in cars flipping people off and screaming and act like it's funny, and I think there's a lot of Casual pretend meanness that adults do that's trickling down. I don't know. The whole world, we just need to all be Buddhists. I don't know. We yeah. do. It's
2: rough. Well, there's a lot of anonymity, too. You're in a car, you're in this box. You're not a person, mm-hmm. you're a machine. And the same thing with the person in there. You know, he can control his machine the way he wants to. And the same thing goes with Facebook. You're it, a blob on the page, mm-hmm. you're not a human.
0: My question is what was in the garbage? Fast mm food. Fast I food. didn't say the F word. Fast food mm-hmm. and beer cans.
4: I didn't, you know, it it smashed on my windshield and rolled off into the median. And this all happened very fast.
0: I think it, something like that must have happened to Gary Green for him to ask yeah. this question. I think you've hit it the nail on the head.
4: And when I drive, I do stay really far away from other cars. But, you know, that's, you can't stay away from other yeah. human beings. Oh, too many yeah. other cars so. on the road. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, let's, let's ha- move on. Let's, let's
0: move, move on. on. please. Yeah. I, I have, have an anonymous one. Ooh. Oh. Anonymous. This will be good. Anonymous. We, anonymous. we do have Clarence Bonners that we can't forget, but I'll yeah. read the anonymous one I have first. Dear Mystics, <laughs> I took a DNA test to learn more about my ancestry. The results came in the mail today, and I've spent the rest of the day crying and having a nervous breakdown. Hmm. Please do not use my name if you talk about this letter. The problem is that a very, very, very small percentage is Neanderthal. This information would put my mother in an early grave, and I fear my husband will leave me. Hmm. He has asked me several times if I've received the results of my DNA test. I've made a list of everyone I told I was going to take a test. I plan to avoid these people on the list. Of course, I plan to avoid the people on the list, <clears throat> including my mother. I will tell what I think is an acceptable white lie to keep her from passing. I hope you have some helpful advice to me. Signed, DNA Doomed. Let Go Markie ahead, Markie. Address
2: this.
3: <laughs>
0: well, I had the same result, and I'm quite proud. <laughs> the
3: Neanderthal were really kind of nice. It's too bad that homo sapiens (laughs) took us over. They are homo sapiens. Well, uh, well, whatever. We're not (laughs) around. I mean, only our DNA lives and be proud. There's nothing to be ashamed of.
2: And Margie, that is coming from the most refined and artistic of all the mystics. Thank you, Joanne. Margie's (laughs) the most refined
0: artistic I'll go with. And
2: I mean refined in a way of thinking and as far as her artwork oh yeah absolutely you be proud of that neanderthal (laughs) (laughs) i have
0: a written answer here okay gee neanderthals are not that bad well maybe they have an unfortunate nose and a bad forehead you did not include a photograph in your letter leaving me curious as to the far reach of your problem anyway there's no reason to be ashamed In fact, I think you should flaunt the fact that you can trace your heritage all the way back to limestone caves. That should put the Mayflower Bunch in a snit. There you go. I think you're joined by some famous Americans. Tommy Lee Jones, (laughs) Lady Gaga, (laughs) Ben Franklin, the forehead, (laughs) Porter Wagner, the yodeling ability. (laughs) (laughs) Did the Anatole yodel? Who knew? She's making that up. And Ken Jennings. The host of Jeopardy. (laughs) To name a few. (laughs) Many Neanderthals sit in our House of Representatives. So you can clearly see you are (laughs) not doomed. Walk with pride, the Mystic Queen.
4: Um I did some I did some (laughs) reading First of all, I'm really thrown by the pronunciation of the word. I grew up saying Neanderthal, but now all the people that talk about this stuff are calling them Neanderthals, and Neanderthals. I don't know what happened to the T-H, why it turned into a T.
0: Neanderthals? It can Neanderthals. be either one. That's because they're ignorant. It can be either well, one. So, be either one.
4: <laughs> I, I don't believe they actually were the same as Homo sapiens, but I could be wrong, but I, my reading tells me that it compared them to Homo sapiens.
0: They have found a linking Yes. One in the last d- dig they did. Very
4: recently. So it says they have more brain capacity than humans. They had thick skulls. They could be smarter, maybe even smarter than modern day humans. And the women were as strong as the men. They lived in communities, blah, blah, blah. But here's what else I want to say. I don't know because you're um, uh, amb- almost said amphibious. <laughs> you're anonymous. <laughs> Uh, What your ethnicity is, if you're African, then you might want to worry a little bit about Hanky Panky, because in the all the European and Asian ancestry or within the genome of the human genome of the Asians and Europeans, there's about five to 10 percent of Neanderthal in our in all of our genomes. except for the African population. I don't know why I have to do This was a very quick morning read about that. It just came out recently.
2: Because I think they were in that area, Europe, Asia. But they found, and they used to think that the Neanderthals were very stupid. And, you know, we use the word like you did. (laughs) Neanderthal meaning somebody (laughs) stupid. But actually, they Did I say that? No, you you praised their yodeling ability. As in the Congress. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Now you are calling the Congress stupid. Maybe I've misunderstood you. Uh. <laughs> they have found that Neanderthals also um, created fire, built cave hearths, which is they so they could have fire inside the cave. They used medicinal herbs and plants to treat severe injuries. They stored food. They learned various cooking techniques So, they were much more sophisticated than we give them credit for. There you go.
4: And all those people you're worried about when they do their DNA, they're going to actually have the same amount because we all do. So, I'm just really proud to, and so are you, to have some Neanderthal in my genome.
0: Neanderthal. 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 I don't think we should let the young people change our language until we're dead.
4: Oh no, Actually, language those is. Those scientists it changes all that the time. Say,
0: called
2: it Neanderthal, not young people. Yes, yeah, yes.
4: <laughs> language is descriptive, not
2: prescriptive. I Had to yes. learn that in my linguistics classes. And it is homo, homo, sapien, homo sapien neanderthalensis.
4: Okay, so this sentence is not very. Okay, we'll get off the technicalities. So, hey, uh, Anonymous, I think you should celebrate your Neanderthal. Thal DNA with a good yodel out to your relatives that you're all going to go out and build some fires I now. I hope Google
0: wasn't wrong when I listed the celebrities.
1: <laughs> Ooh, possible. I, so I was just looking at my 23andMe results, and I have a message from 23andMe saying, hey, Catherine, which is my real name, you have more Neanderthal <laughs> DNA than 70% of other customers. Oh, my Lord. So now I'm going to go dig into this because <laughs> I am neanderthal so what proud. you're saying
4: is you're 70 percent neanderthal that's it something yeah. like that that's no. math now wait a minute 70 percent no, more, more than, than others yeah i'm just saying how rumors get started yeah that's yeah. right they hear that a, they hear a percentage a lot, and then does your
1: husband know this? about it no uh-uh. i can't he wait to now
4: yeah <laughs> i'll warn him ahead of this so. listening to. well podcast. that's because you know if you're you're and mm-hmm. you know
1: you probably just don't have enough african blood Actually, of further down, if I scrolled, I have two percent of that kind of DNA. Jesus, my knees! You're all yeah. mixed. What up. else? Yeah, I,
0: know.
1: I'll, I'll, I haven't looked that deep. You, we don't have that much time. Yeah. Oh. I'm mostly
0: um, European. I think I'm Lily Oh. So is Joanne. Joanne, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm part Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
4: I think we've gone through our... our no, we oh, no, we've one got Clarence's advice. he Clarence. a really a, pressing Another problem. anonymous
0: if we have time. Okay. Okay, Clarence. I've just found my cat on the kitchen counter reading of mice and men next to knives and spices. Should I be worried? And the clean queen answered this way. Oh, know. Well, frankly, I'm worried. <laughs> why are the spices not in the spice cabinet? And why aren't the knives in the knife drawer? And now the big problem, cats do not belong on the kitchen counter, even intelligent cats that prefer reading to running after yarn balls, perhaps batting at a feather. As for your cat reading of Mice and Men, a tale so depressing that even a cat would consider a kitchen knife to put out her own misery in a, this, by the self-inflicted narrative. Please help your cat make better suggestions. Perhaps Dr. Seuss.
4: I agree with you that Dr. Seuss would be a good place to start because the cat has some reading comprehension problems. The cat's making an assumption about the book because of the word mice. Exactly. And, you know, when the cat gets <laughs> more deeply into that book, exactly. he's going to realize it's not really a book about mice. <laughs> <laughs> but Is she, it might about t-
2: she might be tantalized by the rabbits in there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They're rabbits mice. So, so anyway,
1: I, I do a little reading comprehension check on the on the rabbit. I mean, on the cat. I, I, my comment was only worry if it's one of the Hemingway polydactyl cats, because then it would be much more able to use the the um, <laughs> the knives if it had two opposable thumbs or whatever. Yeah, I well, I say, tell us, tell us more, about your cat thumbs and yeah. be much more critical but, of the, yes, the book. Yes, right. Is the extra one a thumb? Well,
2: I don't know. It's, you know, but it's, but it's
1: they've got more digits to manipulate a
2: knife yeah, with. It's on that so yeah, that I see. Be, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I and I went on. I said that you know be proud that he's picked some classical yeah um, reading. But and I also said that you know don't be um, unless you have read it yourself. Don't be critical of what the cat is reading. Mm-hmm. But if you're concerned, maybe. St- because of the violence and um, <laughs> things that occur in Of Mice and Men, perhaps she should push along maybe Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats or Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I was going to suggest a street cat named Bob, but you probably don't want your cat on the street. cat
4: in the hat is can be pretty naughty,
3: though. Oh, yes. That's why I that. suggested Dr. Seuss. Mm. That's the cat in the hat. I, I, mm. I might recommend Puss in Boots, but that might get... You That could be, yeah, yeah. had a sword.
4: So I know. I'm thinking you might should worry at this point.
0: No, I don't think so. We haven't even
4: addressed the spices. Well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) why they're on the counter, I don't know. Instead of in the spice cabinet. I would say you're not worrying about the spices. He might be looking for catnip.
2: Yeah, exactly. Is
0: is it time for a mystic moment? Ding, 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 ding. It's time for a mystic moment. Gail. You know, I did have a mystic moment this week. And was last Wednesday when my cousin Julia boarded a plane out of Israel to Dubai, then Houston, Hallelujah. and then Pensacola. She'd been in her hotel, secured in her hotel for several days, and wanted to leave out, I think, on the Monday. She left out on a Wednesday. And I don't know if I have this story correct, but I think for her hotel, they didn't want to drive to the airport in daylight. Their flight went around all the Arab states. It took 16 hours to get to Houston. Wow. I don't have all the information, but I sure was relieved when she got home. No yeah, kidding. we
2: all are. Wonderful. I have a mystic moment, but it's really a mystic mystery. Ooh. And I, I'm hoping, and dear readers, if you know the reason for this, please let me know. Um, I have a friend who had a ticking apple. She got an apple out of the refrigerator, and it was ticking. Tick, tick, like a clock, like an old
0: clock. Tick, Does her tick, husband tick, love tick, her?
2: Tick, Well, yes. Her, he was there. <laughs> How he long the did it tick? Gotten, it ticked for about three minutes. And finally, they cut it open to see if maybe there was an animal or, or, or a bug in there.
0: Nothing. Did I've it, had ticking apples before. It has something about the, it's the seeds. It, I think but, it's the water volume
2: hmm if you but if you go online there is a youtube that's entitled why is my why is my apple ticking oh i just love it i know i am into the ticking apples i'm
4: going to the
0: store what's the answer no
2: there i don't know that's why it's mystic
4: i love it i'm all into this ticking apple
2: I need to do that. Even my, even my son, who I swear knows everything and has more useless information in his brain than any one human being on the planet. Which He son? had not, Jeremy. Yeah. He had not a clue. So if anyone knows why a cold apple from the refrigerator would be ticking, please call in. I love it.
4: Call in. I who are they going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I thought Give you were going to message. say Ken. <laughs> Give us a message on our Facebook. If you're,
0: if you're in an accident that wasn't your fault, call Ken. Call Can I, Alan oh, Shannara or Alexander Shannara. Ken. Lord help us.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, any other mystic moments we need to address? Well, when I, when
3: I was visiting my grandson in Ohio, we went to see the Barbie movie. Oh. And a song really, he said the Barbie movie was fine. And I asked him, d- did he feel sorry for Ken? And he went, no way. <laughs> and his favorite it, it, part of the movie was the very beginning when the girls smash up the baby dolls. Oh, dear. I and haven't I think seen the Barbie movie. I think don't spoil a, it. Well, it's, it's to the theme of 2001. <laughs> but it's a big Barbie appearance. It's in the first minute. Anyway, that's typical like boy response was the favorite part was when they smashed smash up the babies. Up. But we had a good time. Okay. And Barbie movie was real fun. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm, I'll see it someday. <laughs> okay.
0: I hope it's on streaming sometime. Yeah. It still costs <laughs> And money. doesn't cost $4.99.
4: <laughs> we just watched both the old and the newer versions of Cat People. I don't know the years, but the new one is the David Bowie oh. theme one, and then the old one is much older and much better. I would not even bother watching them.
0: We're the watching Billy the, the Kid because it's now Ooh. free. Nice. When was I, watching Billy the Kid? Who is... I am. Oh, do you oh, like I
2: it? Wow. Rarely, rarely That's do kind we of watch the same thing. Right there. Yeah, it, yeah. Is yeah. Good. it is good. Uh, watched, the
1: filming's beautiful. On our plane trip, I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show again. Oh, how fun. Oh, oh. <laughs> Did you just I get up just, and sing? I and, didn't, but I started <laughs> thinking, you know, surely I can talk my husband into dressing like these oh, people Lord. for Halloween. <laughs> Not. Mm. <laughs> that would be a mystic <laughs> moment. <laughs>
4: Okay, well, I think it's. I think we're going to call it a day, and I hope you all have gained some really good wisdom from listening. We always appreciate your uh, lightweight feedback, and if you have any other, (laughs) if you haven't find yourself in any other sticky wickets or ticket apple situations, just (laughs) ask on Facebook, and maybe we'll answer. That's right. You know, the best advice we can give all of you is remember.
0: Be the flame, flame. not Not the the moth.